The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hey, welcome to UFC Unfiltered. My friend Matt and I have a great time today talking to the great Juliana Pena. And boy, does she straighten me out for a stupid question. <laughs> she keeps you in line. Yes, she does. He may finish it here. Oh, he's, he's out. out. He's he's out. out. It's all Beautiful knockout. UFC and Digital Media present UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Sarah, powered by Digital Media. Find your voice. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. I think I should start coming in with a musical uh, interlude myself. A lot of people compliment me on how good I sound, how good my voice is. I'm going to say you're downright feisty today. Oh, you good? You. You, you look good today. You said you didn't sleep well. I um, I didn't, and I was cranky this morning at work. Were you? Uh, yeah, just I was a little overtired, uh, but I feel really good now. And, um, how is how long have you known um, your other uh, broadcasting partner? I've known Sam um, a Sam. long probably ten years. Ten years. Well, he was okay. on Opie and Anthony for years. He was an intern, and then he got his own really? show. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know yeah. Sam. A well, that's long nice. Time. He worked his way up. Yeah, yeah, he did. And now he's in the big time with you. So he gets he can get the cranky Jimmy, and I get the already broken in. Yeah, well, I wasn't cranky with him. Oh, okay, but do you ever get like that? Not with him really at this point because it was just so new. But again, a lot of times I know that when I'm cranky, it's my fault. Like, yeah. I, I have to examine that. Like, there's times I'm just a little bitch. Like, we all get those moments where you're like, all yeah. right, I'm being a dick. But no one ever thinks they're being a dick in the moment. Yeah, we true. all feel justified. Yeah. But I'm like, no, nah, man, like, all right, I'm being a little bit difficult. Yeah. My wife's not a morning person. I don't blame her. I'm not attacking her. Some people aren't. I mean, I, listen, she has to wake up and get my kids ready. And, yeah. you know, I pitch in. Like, I take them to school and stuff, but I just got to get myself ready. You get to come out and futz around with your pals. That's it. <laughs> get to go do some jujitsu, hang with me and uh, Chris. Uh, she might be your new partner on here, though, because, for, you know, because when we get into a fight, it's like, you're not doing what I'm doing. I'm like, well, you're not going to go on a show with Jimmy. And she goes, yes, I will. I go, yeah, really? I want to hear that. I would I like. Know. I would like to have a, a good Q&A session with Ms. Sarah. I would have oh a boy. lot of questions. She's so quiet. She's so nice. Oh, I bet you she'd open up good, though. Yeah. She'd tell us. She'd tell us know. all the What dirt. is she going to tell you? I don't know. Probably nothing. All my stuff. <laughs> what are you going to grill her about? I don't know. I think I'm a pretty open book. I know. You I know? I hate open books because you can't get anything on them. Open books tell you everything. I know. That's like you. <laughs> That's like you. It's like nobody could find something out about you and embarrass you. No. Listen to that I was a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you held that girl's hand. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, that's part of it. It's like, you know, you figure if you tell stuff about yourself, yeah. they can't get you with it. 
But there's always ways to embarrass people. I mean, I, there's a lot of stuff that would embarrass me. But not, I don't think I, I don't think anything. I don't think I have any terrible secrets in my yeah. closet. Like you know, sexually, I've talked about most of it. Yeah, just some of it I haven't. But no, no, don't, don't let like, it all oh out. God, don't no. let it all out. Me and Chris will jump and run out of here. No, but you probably run towards me. I would fucking love this guy. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Ice cream sandwich fuck. with a little Jim Norton in the middle. <laughs> I don't ever judge. Hey, listen, whatever you're into, you're into. I like you. You're a good guy. Thank you. I like you. I don't know where we're going with this. Yeah, we're just um, friends. Yeah, we're friends, having a good time. You know who I'm a, I, I found myself uh, loving very much was Juliana Pena, who was calling oh, in today. Yes. I was watching uh, you know, her fight. Uh, the Road to the Octagon? Yeah, no, I, I did not watch The Road to the oh. Octagon. Um, I watched. Uh, I watched. Her, you watch? her last two fights? Oh, and, look uh, at that! And she was really. Her, uh, versus Cat was very good. Cat and Cat was a great fight. Not for nothing. Nobody. A uh, cat. You know, she got caught early and with Ronda before that. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah listen, and, and that was pretty handily. No, we, we were at the cat fight. Yeah, we were at the at cat 200. fight. Yeah. Now listen, she's is she she's yet to be beaten in the UFC. Yeah. When has she's she seven and two? She's seven and two. I mean, the two losses were before she even got in the Ultimate Fighter house, correct? Yeah, she's eight and two actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm guessing. Yeah. So I'm guessing she was four and two when she entered. Cause I think she's four and zero in the UFC. Yeah, okay, she is, that's right. Yeah. Well, I mean, shoot. I mean, listen. She wins this fight. There's no denying her. Yeah. No, I know. She. You, know? you want to see her fight for the title? Um, I do. <laughs> Just ask him. No, I know. But I don't like to break this. <laughs> it's good because now I'm confused. Sorry. What people aren't seeing at home is. It looks like you were wringing somebody's neck and yeah, Chris no. wasn't looking at you. You were going, Argh! I didn't mean it. No. What did that mean? It was, oh, you asked him for a paper? No, I mean, no, 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 no. I was saying I want to jerk both of you guys off. Ah, <laughs> he's skiing. He's skiing. That's funny. <laughs> uh, no, oh, I, was, I, I have to do the read in a minute. So I just wanted to Oh, paper. okay. I shouldn't even blown that. Your cover. That's okay. I don't mind. Right. We can edit like, this out. I like everybody to know what we're doing. They have moved Travis Brown and um, uh, Derek Lewis. I was reading that. To uh, the main from, event. From Brooklyn. It was oh. February the 8th, 208, and now it's going to be UFC Fight Night in Halifax, uh, Nova Scotia, right? Uh, yeah. February the 19th, eight days later. Well, it went from the, yeah, the 11th. Of the the 19th. 11th. Yeah. It was UFC 208. Wait, the 11th to you the 19th. You said February 8th. It's February 11th. You oh, are thinking. No, no, I meant UFC 208. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I was going to say, I thought, before when I came in before, I told you that I'm going to have a guest on here soon. Yep. Should I say that now? It's yeah. exciting. What, that somebody's coming in? Yeah, because yeah, sure, I came in to announce it to you guys, and now I'll just, you know, because I told you February 8th is when we're having my buddy. He's going to be in town. Uh, he's, he's a Fox analyst, but he's a former fucking ass beater, is uh, Eves Edwards. Oh, good. Yes. That's awesome. Very good guy, dangerous fighter. Um, I fought him. We were, actually, when Dean Thomas was in here, he's friends with both myself yes. and Dean. We were talking about uh, fighting on that card, UFC 33. And that was his debut in the UFC versus myself. And that's how me and me and Eve first got acquainted by being friends. Fighting. And we were talking a little shit before that fight, too. Of so course. we're going to catch up on it. We're going to talk about all that stuff, you know, because that was such a, a pivotal fight. I, almost was, I was almost 0-2 and out of the UFC. Wow. So thank God I got that win over my buddy. But then he, listen, don't feel bad for him, dude. He put me on my ass and he... Went on to uh, beat many, many good fighters, Eves Edwards. So I'm glad I'm he's very, coming in. Oh, yeah. He said, oh, I can't wait to catch up. I'm like, me too. And I go, now save it for the air. No, I didn't say that. Yeah, no, I know. It is always better when he comes in. So, so he's going to be in town for a little bit. He's going to be here for the uh, for that uh, February 11th card that you were talking about. Awesome. And uh, he's going to be hanging out with us. So I'm excited about that. 
I well, really am. Well, they moved it because I guess uh, who dropped out? Was it uh, Struve had an injury? Stefan Struve, yeah. right? Against and, and Dos Santos. Um, so they needed a main event. So right. they just pushed it back a week to the main event on, uh, you know, which is actually a pretty good UFC fight night. It's kind of good. These free fights. Is it a free fight? Yeah, that's a fight night. It is fight night. Okay. Yep. Um, it is good for these guys to get a lot of exposure. Now, what are they talking about for uh, Stipe? Because like you said before, uh, off the air, Chris and I were, were giggling and talking, and uh, Verdum and Kane are kind of locked in to fight. So what does Stipe Miocic do? Yeah, I don't know. Well, Junior's floating around now because he doesn't have an opponent. So right, Maybe those two. Maybe. Well, I mean, the champ is chilling. I mean, what does right. he got to worry about? Well, I know they... who I want to see fight. Well, I want. Oh, I want to see Usain Kane versus Verdum. Yeah, but you know, no. What were you going to say? You know I want to see go for the belt. He's not ready yet. You're talking about Francis. Francis and Gano. Oh. I want to see my <laughs> boy Francis go for the belt. Well, we're going to find out. Ooh, I'm, I'm reading about a fight. That's I would root for Stipe because I like him so much. Yeah. But uh, I want to see how he deals with a guy that hits like Francis and Gano. Yeah. Well, well we got a yeah a big you know, win over uh, Arlovski. It's, it's not like Stipe doesn't hit home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Stipe could throw some freaking. Ham bones, you know? Steve could hit fucking hard also, man. I mean, he, yes, he, 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 he look what he did to uh, Verdum going backwards. Bang, right? He was yeah. charging him. Boom. He hits hard, man. It feels like we haven't seen him fight in a while. When, when did he, when was, when's the last time, when did he fight? Uh, when did he get Steve, the, uh, Steve Steve A? A? Yeah. Uh, his last fight was Overeem and he got knocked down. Overeem knocked him oh. down. Oh, it wasn't that long ago. It was in Cleveland. Yeah, that was the Cleveland fight. And by the way, he came out and he said that he was angry because. He found out Overeem made more money than him by $200,000. I, I don't blame him for being uh, yeah. uh, pissed off. You know, I get why you would be. But again, Overeem's been around a long time. Yeah. He's a big name. Stipe is a relatively newer name as far yeah. as, you know, mainstream. Um, and I think he'll be around for a long time. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm interested to see who he's going to fight next. There's a lot of... Uh, and that's hey, listen, what a break for Travis Brown. I mean, he goes from yeah. having that, you know... Injury in that in his last fight right. and ended up losing, but uh, you know he was definitely game. But he's going from losing a fight to to main eventing. Honestly, you know, I mean, what a, what a chance to for redemption. I think you're right though. I think Junior's got to be next because look, he just fought Alistair of, of uh, Velasquez and uh, and Verdum, of course, and number four is Junior. So uh, I'm surprised he's still number four. And Arlovsky is tied up in a fight. Mark Hunt. Uh, I don't see the UFC wanting to give him a title fight, although I'd love to see it because, again, I'm a big Mark Hunt fan. <laughs> you love Mark Hunt. Yeah, I do love him. And uh, Derek Lewis and Travis Brown. And Ghana's number 10. I didn't realize he was that high on the list. You know, my mistake. So maybe if he wins, if he beats Arlovsky and moves up a little bit and everybody else is tied up, it's either Dos Santos and then maybe the winner of that uh, gets in Ghana. That's my goal. <laughs> what is? What's, Are you what? managing this guy? <laughs> I am managing him. And I'm talking directly to Dana. Let's get you, this in Ghana kid a fight. I think you mapped everything out right there. I think let, I let did. Me, let me ask you, uh, Arlovsky's last fight mm-hmm. was? Against uh, Josh Mel- Barnett. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I kind of hate when I get how'd it wrong. Go? Remind me how that went. Uh, I believe Barnett either knocked him out or he hurt him and then he tapped him. But I can look right yeah. now. Well, that's the best way you produce that. I'm <laughs> yeah, I don't not know. trying to check your memory. He's got a fucking <laughs> computer in front of you. Yeah, exactly. He's just <laughs> typing in. He's like, I think it was maybe he did this and that. No, but. Um, Wait, what happened with Because that? that is interesting. Because now I, I know what. I'm looking at Yeah. I mean, listen. Francis, listen. Francis. Yeah, he lost by he, rear naked. Choke. But he did, was it was yeah. a choke. Uh, yeah. By, by the way, I didn't remember. I just that's how you sound like you know what you're talking about. I'm yeah. Like yeah, yeah, right, right. It was yeah. Like, I just acknowledged yeah. what he just read. Like I just like you know like it's me and the computer kind of coming to the same conclusion. So, I'm a phony. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though in this in this game, man. You could come from a, a loss and that's then right. you just make an example. You just you just have a great 
next your next fight's a, a phenomenal performance and you're right back in the mix. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that's what's so exciting about this game, man. Sometimes you're like, ah, oh, this guy's this guy's done after a certain loss. And then you see the guy come back. Speaking of segue into the, after that, but uh I just saw the recently announced fights, and this one really uh got my eye. Johnny Hendricks already is looking to, the, the come back. I did if not it, see this at all. Look this at this down here. Versus, for, and it's going to be versus oh. Hector Lombard. And that's going to be at a middleweight. And that's so the Halifax card. That, that, that's very interesting because this is both guys that fought at 170. And uh, I mean, I mean, Hector Lombard is a, is a monster. Oh, my God. I, you, Johnny Hendricks has to be the Johnny Hendricks of old to, to deal with Hector. He's, he's due for a win. I mean, I say that like it's a baseball team, but like you can't. He's too good a fighter to lose all these fights. But if he doesn't win, he's I think in a lot of trouble. It's such a it's so crazy because you get guys like man, how could this guy lose? Or I can't see this guy losing one or two in a row. Or but he's fighting killers. I mean, yeah, he Hector is. Lombard's a fucking monster. Yeah, you know. And I'm not just saying that because he's a little taller than me, fighting well, the middleweight. Yeah. But uh, he's a stocky little. Cuban, uh, I mean that guy's. Uh, he, you've seen, you're familiar. I am, yeah. And, Didn't uh, uh, Henderson knock him out? Yes, but and that was like an elbow. That, that might have been his first time ever knocked out. Yeah, I believe. But he had some tough goes too. He had he lost to uh, Magni uh, as well. You know, they and uh, that's something they have in common. Uh, yeah, I'm, the first time hearing of this is actually you just saying. I looked down yeah. and there it is. Good for Hendricks. Hey, listen, man. Maybe he just said, you know what? It, it's due to. It might be due to the weight. There was a, but not, I'm not going to say a bizarre because I know what it's like to cut weight and I'm talking in circles also. Longo kind of used to keep me not talking to people because I'd fucking, he's like, yo, they're not going to let you fight. Don't, don't talk. Right. Because <laughs> you're like, you're, you're not making sense. But uh, he did at, um, he did an interview with the press where he's challenging the press to lose weight. And he was a little, I mean, I've been there kind of. So, and, and if it wasn't as I feel bizarre as what people are, made it out to be because uh the, the you know the, the press was like oh bizarre a bizarre interview with um with jo you know johnny Hendricks, and he's challenging the press to lose weight and i think the guy was a little delirious from the weight cut yeah let's see how he is when he's fueled up man maybe hey look the guy i'll point to who's actually i think looking to go back down in weight is uh is kelvin kelvin's a guy that had issues with weight issues with weight and then you you put him with a monster versus tim kennedy I'm like, oh, maybe they're just looking to get Kelvin right. out of there. And then Kelvin looked fucking phenomenal. Why do I always got to throw a fucking in there? Because we, we, a lot of times we I mean, do that. I it's just, feel like it's me. We want to stress the word. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a potty mouth all the time. Kelvin looked phenomenal. He looked phenomenal. But sometimes when we're saying that, you know, I look back at it, just to digress for one second, uh, to your point. Yes. I'll look back at things I've written that I put fucking in. Because you're afraid the impact is not going to, yeah. the word. And I'm like, whoa. You don't need it. Take it out. You don't need and it. And I take it out. I'm like, the word has the impact. Yeah. I mean, you know what it is? I get, I'm passionate. I say you are. <laughs> I am. I get excited. I feel like if this microphone wasn't here, I'd say the same thing. Absolutely. But would. I would say fucking. You, a lot. How many times on the train do I have to go, Matt, please? <laughs> oh, shit. What are we talking about? Oh, we were talking about Kelvin Gaston. What are we talking about? Oh, yeah. I mean, he looked phenomenal, man. I mean, you know, I mean, and that's it. And he still wants to go back down. So, I mean, listen, hopefully, I hope, uh, you know, I like Hector Lombard too, but, I, and, uh, you know, hopefully Johnny, Johnny needs, Johnny needs a win. Yes, he does. He needs, he and needs a win. He picked a tough fucking guy to get it against. If he picked him or not, he's got him. Yeah. And uh, listen, man, that's the game, dude. That's the game. But how awful is it as a fighter when you, you have a couple of losses 
And you're like, all right, I really need to get one. And they're like, all right, that's Hector Lombard at middleweight. <laughs> it's not what I had man, my fucking it, re- it really comes down to the attitude of like, when you're in there, it's like you have to have that attitude of like whoever they give me. It has to be that. Right. Otherwise, otherwise, you'll start getting nitpicky. But like, you have to secretly be afraid of certain people or secretly be Listen, hesitant. let me tell you. After I told you, after I lost to Dean, I lost to BJ Penn. And then right after that, I fought Dean Thomas and I lost to him. Both fights, again. Could have easily sure. went the other way. It's not like you lost to the man, that guy. It's not like two, like, oh, man, that guy got stopped. And it's, no, right. fi- fighting where we're fighting to the end and the decisions. And and then I got dropped. And then, like, almost not even a year, maybe, like, close to a year later. Because I was going to do something in Japan, which fell through. And I didn't like the, the, the taste of my mouth over there, what, what was going on. Okay. And then uh, something I was going to try to get a fight through Henzo over there. Because I literally, ever since fighting in the UFC, I never fought anywhere else. I never jumped around or anything. Right. So then I was just teaching at my schools and thinking about what I was going to do. And I got another, I got a call to come back in. And they were going to put me versus um, a fighter named uh, Genki Sudo. I don't know if you ever heard of him. You, ever, you know who Genki Sudo is? <laughs> Genki Sudo. I rolled with him once in Japan. He's, uh, he's awesome. He's uh, a phenomenal uh, uh, Japanese fighter. And he's very, like he does... Um, a lot of wacky stuff, man. Like, like just um, unusual techniques, and you like he'll be doing like a cartwheel kick, and he'll like put it this way: when I grappled with him in Japan, that sounds so cool, doesn't it? Yeah. How many guys get to say that? You know, Chris the producer. When I grappled with Genki Sudo in Japan, what happened was I was in Japan. I'll get back to what I was fighting, but sure. but uh, I was in Japan with um, with Henzo and my buddy at Cardo Almeida and and uh, High End Gracie before he passed. And and uh, Henzo was getting ready to fight, and it was I think it was the year two thousand because they they because all the Japanese guys were getting ready for the Abu Dhabi tournament, which is a, a huge submission right. grappling tournament in the Middle East. So Henzo goes, look, they're all getting down. The press is going to be there. They're grappling. They're all going to do, be doing a, uh, some grappling for the press. Although the whole team that's going down to Abu Dhabi, so you had a lot of shooto fighters there. I remember you had Sakurai there, you had Uno there. These are guys that follow, if they follow the game, you, these are guys that are, that now they're legendary in the sport, yes. you know? So uh, so me and my buddy Ricardo, Almeida, you know, was mm-hmm. going to go down there. So Ricardo hurt his knee with Hyen, like getting walked up, the, uh, doing something the day before. Hyen was a wild man. but so, he, so it was only me going down there, and they went down there with me. And it's funny, man. That's what, that's what you need a, uh, a mentor and a sensei for, a guy to give you a push. I was in Japan for the first time, and I was, man, this is soaking everything up. I almost didn't want to go test my metal. I'm like, man, let me just relax this trip. And Hansel goes, no, it'll be good for you. Go, you, you're, you're rolling. You know, he cracked the whip. So I'm like, all right. I kind of went down there, you know, and uh, and I fucking had a great, I, I was the only American on the mat. And uh, I won one of the matches. I went with Uno, and and then I rolled with uh, Genki Sudo. And just to give you a kind of... Um, an idea of how wacky the guy was. That, like, as far as unusual, I I jumped a guard on him. Right, we were doing four minute matches. Right, okay. I I jumped a guard on him, and he stood up, and my legs were around his waist, and he started like you know you're going like a circle, like you're trying to make yourself dizzy. Yes. He would like go in a circle where I'm flying in the air, like I'm. He's making me go around in a circle. He's got my legs around his waist, and all the Japanese guys are there. Whoa, they're taking the pictures. <laughs> so then when I opened up my legs, so because. He would boom look, look the foot uh, sit down with a footlock, which I, I I recovered. I followed up on top and I got on top of him. But uh, he was a wild guy, man. I was really looking forward to fighting him. But he wanted to fight BJ Penn. So anyway, long story short, they called me back to fight because you're saying the pressure sure, after I'm, fighting two losses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was coming off two losses. I was going to fight a very tough guy with Genki Sudo. 
it fell through. Okay, we got you a guy, Javi Vasquez, who's another tough guy, uh, former King of the Cage champion, uh, good jiu-jitsu guy, you know, out of the West Coast. Uh, and then he fell through. I went through close to 10 guys up to two weeks before, before they wow. finally found Jeff Curran, who's um, a buddy of mine to this day. He's a Pedro Sawyer black belt. He's been in, in the UFC a bunch. And uh, and uh, I fought him. And right. I ended up getting a W and, and come and you know. But you can't obsess track. over who you're going to fight. If I did, yeah. I would. If I did, I would have been sure. He went literally. Joe Civil would be in like, all right, I got another one. I got another. And then I'm like, dude, just I'm going to be training. Let me know who you got. I don't give a. Well, fuck. your attitude too. You talk about like how you have to say, hey, I'm fighting. I'm a dangerous guy that they're fighting. Yeah. Like because you look at these guys that seem so unbeatable, but to other fighters, they're not. Like you look at this guy. Like how does anybody beat that guy? When you're the guy, the shit out of him. Yeah, when, that, that's what everybody's invincible, but everybody's only human. That's yeah. it. Everybody's lights could be put out. Guys can make a more uh, a wrong move, and then they're gonna get a limb taken. Yeah, you know it happens. I mean, yeah. and it's because you know I, I don't I can't give Matt fighting advice, obviously, um, but I can give you some advice. Oh, tell I would me. love to. Oh, I'd love to take conversationally. Yes. Look, Matt, whether you're dressing for work or dressing for time out with your friends, everyone, especially oh. women, what? notice the clothes you wear. Really? This is why you have to check out Charles Tirrett. That's T Y R. W-H-I-T-T. Tear it. Hard name to say. These guys are absolutely hooking you up with an amazing offer. Three shirts for $99. That's 60% off. Look, we all want quality clothes, but until now your options were brutal. You buy some high quality and spend a fortune on some cheap, but it never fits you right. CT shirts will be the best shirts in your closet. Super soft fabric, modern cuts and designs. I promise you're going to love their clothes. Here's the deal we got for you. One CT shirt normally costs 100 bucks, But right now, you're going to get three shirts for $99. That's 60% off. And CT shirts come with free delivery, a six-month quality guarantee, and free returns. 99 bucks for three amazing CT shirts. That's like $300 worth of stuff for $99. Wow. Because women notice what you're wearing. I'm a terrible dresser on my own. I wear Sabbath shirts, and I wonder why nobody wants to sleep with me. <laughs> So I dress like I'm 15 in 1980. Nobody likes my wardrobe. I need all the help I can get. Go to ctshirts.com slash UFC. Letter CT, ctshirts.com slash UFC. That's ctshirts.com slash UFC. Had to get that in there. No, that's important. We have phone calls. And I I appreciate that. Yeah, I can't wait to talk to everybody. Cowboy's calling in. Juliana Pena's calling in. That's always fun. It is. I was watching a lot of her. uh, her, Jessica, it's it's amazing. Because you know Valentina's going to want to... Stand up, and you know that Juliana's going to probably try to take it to the ground. But uh, yeah. Jessica is a good striker, and she had good success against her. I think well, Jessica got a point taken away from driving her knee into uh, Juliana's face. It looked <laughs> well, on I, purpose. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I mean, did you remember that fight where uh, they were they were on the ground? She, Juliana was on her back. Yeah, and she took her. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jessica was on her back, and she drove her knee up into Juliana's head. And they immediately deducted a point, which uh-huh. you normally don't see. Normally, you get a warning, but I guess that was pretty flagrant. Yeah, it was. It was just. It, it was pretty yeah. flagrant. Story <laughs> and Rogan raised a good point. He's like, "There's nothing else she could have been trying to." <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, that, so it's like when, it's like when you intentionally ground in football. They'll try to give you the benefit of the doubt, but yeah. if there's literally nobody within 75 yards, you, you got to call the penalty. The Hen- Master Henzo Gracie has a win over Frank Shamrock for that. What? Are you, oh, and then, uh, yeah, Frank Shamrock. He was on top. He took down Frank. And he was cross-eyed on him, like, and then he was on totally on bottom. It might have been. I, I got him. I got to see the what you're talking about with uh, 
with an eye in her. Yes. But uh, with this one, he just hit him blatantly, just boom, blatantly, right in the face. Yeah, that was what and, she uh, did. And then Henzo was, was out, man. Henzo was seeing birds, so they oh. stopped the fight, and Henzo got the, the he got, got Oh, he knocked him out. Yeah. yeah, the other guy was going, oh, maybe I got to make a rules meeting. I don't know. He's being a bad, whatever. Yeah. Um, also, we got some uh, little shit starring. And I thought of this last what? night. <laughs> Shit stirring. What, who's that? Us? We're gonna uh, stir yeah, some little, shit. Well, it's already been stirred, but I thought of this last night, and Tony What's Ferguson it? made a remark on it, so it's a coincidence. He said, uh, "I have a Connor." He says, "Who knows if McNuggets? Oh, they spelled McGregor wrong. Um, is going to come in there and defend his belt? The poor bastard has never defended even one belt in his entire life. If he's going to try to box, I'll go toe to toe with that motherfucker, and I will knock him out." That dude is going to try to go with Mayweather, the Olympic boxer. It's okay, son. It's a completely different sport. Come back over here, 155-pound division. Defend your belt if you're really man enough. Yeah. That's not unfair because Connor did not defend the lightweight belt. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, uh, the featherweight belt. And now he's debating not defending the lightweight belt. Like, look, I get why you want to make the money. Of course. You want to yeah. go out. You want to fight. It's, you know, look, he's a performer. But I don't think he's afraid to defend the belt. Then again, Bobby Fischer was crazy. Bobby Fischer is a chess genius. I was about to say, I didn't know he fought. Uh, well, he did with his mind. Uh, and he this lost. Like, this is like, <laughs> and he fucking lost no, he, miserably. He never lost. Well, you said he did with his mind. Oh, he lost his mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah but he, I'm saying, oh, I got you. He fought he with his mind. He beat Spassky, and he was uh, in three years, had to defend his title against, mm. I want to say it was a guy named uh, Gata Kamsky. That's who I believe he was supposed to, to defend I like, against. Or I like the movie, Searching for Bobby Fischer. Or was it Fischer? Karpov? Anatoly Karpov is who he was supposed to defend against. Yeah. Am I correct? But anyway, uh, yeah, Anatoly Karpov in 73, I think, or 75. And uh, Fisher kind of freaked out and wouldn't, they tried to meet his demands and he wouldn't do And I always wondered, was he just afraid of losing? Like, because he fought so hard and he was this dominant guy and he came up and he beat the champion. He beat Boris Spassky, he destroyed him pretty much. Yeah. Was he afraid of losing? Like, once the high of winning the belt or the title was over... Yeah. Did it become harder to get so psyched up to defend it? I'm wondering if Connor has that same thing. Is he afraid of an Anatoly Karpov pinning him as we were? I don't know. Is, is he afraid of listen. just losing a belt? Did I get the name right? Yeah, Anatoly Karpov took the title In from 75. Boris Spassky, who I guess took it from Bobby Fischer. Is that right? Uh, yes. Karpov uh, must have. Maybe they just forfeited the title. Right. Well, let me tell you. I'm, I'm, I understand the whole chess talk, but. But you, but I, you know, really. I understand. I understand. You I wonder if a champion. I'm not going to get in there and go. What about that time with Bobby Fischer versus fucking so and so? No, but I wonder if he's afraid of losing his belt, or yeah. he just no. can't get as psyched up as he can yeah. as to take the belt. I I believe everything he's doing is calculated, and uh, you know he's going to go the path what's going to the greenest path. Sure. By the way, you think right I mean? now Dane is looking at his fucking iPod listening to this going, that asshole just mentioned Bobby Fischer on the UFC <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe man, you're no, right. Maybe Con, listen, Con is holding the fucking cards. He really is, man. I mean, the guy's... But he's got to defend the belt. Oh, I'm he's listening. He's got to defend the fucking belt. And I'm not even... Def- you know what's funny about that? And I'm not to get back into this, but I look on YouTube. Sometimes I'm, you know, I'm on the toilet and I'm looking for things to watch. And... Uh, I go on YouTube, and we talked about this before, because anytime, I don't know who does it. Like, I guess they just take bits of this show, yeah. and it's always the worst. You said before, clickbait. I read the other one. Matt Sarah doesn't feel bad for BJ Penn. And there's a picture of me, like, yeah. grinning at BJ with his head down. I go, what the fuck is that? It's just clickbait. It's so, and then when you click on it, it doesn't really, it might mention it, but more like, 
I don't feel bad for BJ. BJ's a war, and it's something nice. It's just so weird. I don't know why I'm bringing that up because it's fresh in my head. Because it's clickbait. It. That's why they call it clickbait. Yeah. That's what it is. But it basically it makes you now that I'm the guy being that guy that's getting. Oh, how do you? But that's getting how do you clickbaited. Clickbaited used in the clickbait. Yeah. That it makes me look at any headlines I see for anybody. I'm going to be like, well, that guy might just be a victim like myself. Sure. Okay. Yeah. That's all I it wanted to you, say. It makes you change your perspective on when right? you see these news headlines. And like, because you do click on it sometimes and you're like, that wasn't what, that didn't have the venom indicated by the headline. That wasn't the intent the headline was pushing out. It sucks. And sometimes people just have warped like, views of stuff. Yeah. I remember there's a CVS I used to go to and, uh, a while ago, when this girl came in, she goes, oh, you know, I know a girl that works at that 24-hour CVS. And she says, your wife is so nice. And she says that, you know, when that when, when you come in, that you, know, you, you don't want to wait on a line and that you're like, you know, you don't want to talk to anybody. Right. You always got a bad look on your face. And I'm like, holy fuck, man. And I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, yeah, I remember, I remember going there, picking up some stuff for my kids. I don't even think I talked to any. I don't think I'm just looking right. at my phone and doing my thing. I don't think I'm being rude. And I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> it's not a big it's not a huge story no, 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 but it's but almost I, like really I'm like I think I was pretty nice I go maybe they're just looking at me maybe I, if I'm not smiling I got a, uh, maybe a mean look I don't know what it could be yeah. but is it is it weird how people like view you and like you're like yes there's really? a, an old expression and what I, is and that it's funny I, I was thinking of this myself too. like we, like I said before we don't always mm. there's an, the, the one gift we don't have is the ability to see ourselves as everyone else yes. sees us and knowing that I always think I'm right but everyone yeah. always thinks they're right. So I have to know, like, all right, man, you're being difficult. Like, Maybe I am a rude prick. No, no but no, maybe okay. sometimes it helps me to go, like, everyone else did not conspire against me. Yeah. Maybe I do come off as rude or as moody sometimes. Yeah. Like, sometimes I am. And, and yeah. I have to realize that. And, and I try to apologize. I don't always do it. But a lot of times I realize, like, man, you're a bit of a cunt today. Like, yeah. like I'm thinking this morning at the radio show. I wasn't a cunt to my coworker, but I was moody and it showed. Yeah. And it was like, it was no one's fault but my own. The no Sam, one's the fault Sam, but my now own. Sam knows you. Does he ever say anything like, I'm nah, we're friends. He, we get our you things. You feel man. all right? Yeah. But I mean, but, you know, like, in, as a person, I have to realize, like, nah, man, it's not always justified. Yeah. There's times where it is, and then yeah. there's times where I, I affect other people's moods. Yeah. Because I'm a little... So sometimes you walk well, into a store, and I'm annoyed at the person. I'm like, what? And I'm like, no, man, I'm... I, yeah, I can technically find out what they did, but there was no reason for me to react that way. Well, let me tell you something. I don't want to defend myself here, but I think I was right. Because sure I don't right. know. Fuck her. Fuck, fuck that lady. <laughs> fuck that liar. <laughs> and I'm with that I'm liar. Sarah. Listen, I don't have to see myself to know that. Yeah, this yeah. Girl a lying old bag. Lying old bat. <laughs> I don't like her. Uh, I'm Team Sarah on this one. Yeah, right. I don't know. I try to. I, I'm always friendly. Yes, you are. I'm happy. I'm a happy guy. I'm a happy guy. Yes, you are. I'm got a minute. We're talking to. Is she calling in a minute or we're yeah, calling her? Minute. Okay, um, that's why. Because I keep seeing. When I see Chris, when it looks like he's got like a weird twitch, I'm like, all right, yeah, we, gotta, we got a call coming. You know, he's sitting there like a crackhead looking for a hit. <laughs> you know, his head's going back and forth. Amanda Nunes, by the way, has uh, made some comments. She was talking about retirement. Yeah, that's kind of wacky. She said, uh, I don't know, maybe in a couple of uh, fights, uh, three, two more. I want to have a family. Fighting and having a family at the same time is difficult. I want to keep making history. It never happened to the UFC with women's fighting. In two divisions, I want to be the first one. They give me the opportunity, I'll take it. Maybe again, maybe I, I always is felt that this, that, is that the same conversation though. Yeah, it's, it's like I'm gonna, I want to make history. I want, and then all of a sudden, I. Uh, well, I think it might be a, again, like like I, I thought Bisping, um, Tyron talking was a negotiation tactic. This may be a negotiation tactic yeah. to get her to stay, to get her a little more money. But then again, here's the difference: if Amanda wants a family, 
And if she wants to do like artificial insemination or whatever, yeah. like as a woman, you're pregnant. So you have that whole other dynamic, man. It's totally mm. different than I'm explaining birth <laughs> to our audience. But you, <laughs> but I, I never occurred to me because when I'm first reading this, I'm going, yeah, but a lot of fighters have families. Oh, that's right. They don't have the baby. If the woman carries the child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of hard to fight uh, when yeah. you're carrying the child. Well, they're both women. Who knows? Uh... That's what I'm saying. She may have whatever they yeah. do. Or maybe they adopt. Who knows? I don't know what they want to do. Maybe they just say, all right, let's, who, who's going to the Paper, rock, scissor. But they're both fighters. <laughs> paper, rock, scissor. Or is it scissor? What is it? Did I say it right? Paper, rock, scissors. No, rock, paper, scissors. I always say oh, it wrong. Me too. Chris? Ooh. Yeah. It's rock, R paper, scissors. I always say RPS and people are like, you cool motherfucker. I'm like, you damn skippy. You damn skippy. So I don't know if she's going to retire. I think she might be looking for, because she wants to move up and wait and fight Holly. I would love to see that. I would love to see that fight. What about uh, Juliana? I want to see if she's just trying to play the bad girl or... She really feels the stuff she's saying when she's referring to Holly Holm as the, the Buster Douglas of MMA. <laughs> harmless Holly Holm. I think she's I looking mean, to stir some shit. Is she shit. looking to stir some shit? That's what I want to ask. Are you looking to stir some shit? I think that's an unfair to call her Buster Douglas because yeah. she was undefeated before. Especially because I was called that. <laughs> well, I mean, I beat uh, fucking... It's almost like you beat like the juggernaut and then like you don't have the greatest success after. I guess that's kind of what they're saying. Okay. You know? But, no, I think that she deserves a little more respect than that, Holly. Yeah. Not that Buster didn't. He did win the fight. By the way, I still Damn remember right, the right, shock of that fight. I remember where I was when I heard that Tyson had lost. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was fooling around with a girl. Were you really? Yeah, I was upstairs at a house party. I wasn't. What year was that? 91. What year was that? Because that'll definitely confirm that I was upstairs at a house party. Crazy kids? <laughs> I was a crazy kid. Now I'm an old man just reminiscing. No, come on. I act like, remember before you say you dress like you're 15? Yeah. I kind of act like I'm Yeah, February 1990. Oh, wow. Of course I was at a house party. That was, 10th grade. But does, isn't it amazing that Mike Tyson has this effect on us? We love Tyson. Yeah. He's such a powerful figure, but he has not been the champion in almost 27 years. Yeah, like, but he was almost 30 years since Mike Tyson. Oh, wait, did he win? No, you know what? That's not true. Yeah, but, he did win belts when he came back. I, okay, but, that but, makes but the thing sense. is this. I think it's more of. I stand corrected. Of, uh, I corrected myself. You know, when you when you're a guy like Tyson, it's almost what goes equally with the power and everything is just uh, just his whole character in general. Yeah, who he is. The, I like, want him on this show, by the way. I oh, want him in, the studio, him in studio on this show. I'm a big fan. Yeah, Chris is panicking. We get the phone. Hello, Juliana. How are you? It's Jim and Matt. Hey, what's going on, you guys? Very good. Are we interrupting your training, or are you kind of done with that now? No, sir. Oh, we're I, not interrupting you. No, you're not. Oh, I okay. Called you. How long? Um, oh, yeah, that's right. She really uh, straightened me right up. <laughs> <laughs> she called you. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Thank you for calling me in. <laughs> that's great. Juliana, how long you been, how long you been in uh, Colorado now? I've been here for like three weeks. Oh, nice. How The lungs are all opened up now? Yes, sir. Did you feel it when you went? Uh, because, again, I've been up to Colorado, and I did feel it, but I kind of have shitty breathing to begin with. But did you honestly notice the difference when you got there? No, I needed in my strength trainer, so he was like, I told you. But uh, it's it's better to be safe than sorry, so that's why I made sure to get out here early. Okay, so maybe it's an overrated thing by people with lousy cardio like no. myself. I have terrible <laughs> cardio. I don't know. If, like sports teams like beat the Nuggets or like beat the Broncos, you know what I mean? I don't know how they do it, but just to be on the safe side, I came out early just to make sure. Yeah, and there was something about the air, though, because I think like home runs – Wherever the, uh, wherever the uh, who, who are the Colorado Rockies yeah, play, right. I mean, home runs fly out of there. So I, I, I guess that uh, there is something to be said about the thin air. Sorry, I'm boring everyone. I no, too, hey, listen, man, I go to Vegas and I feel the, the altitude difference. 
Or maybe I just have shitty cardio. Yeah. I'm telling you, I don't know. And I've been to Colorado before, and I went up and I was walking in like the mountains with a buddy of mine. And it was literally like out of a movie. I'm huffing and puffing. It was like an old lady with like two sticks going past me. And I'm like, what the, f- what the hell is going on here? How, how are you feeling? No, it's, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. <laughs> so how are you feeling? I mean, obviously you want to, I mean, I, I'm going to guess that you want to keep the uh, fight on the ground if you can. And, and Valentina is going to want to keep the fight standing up. Yeah, well, I mean, she she claims that she's a well-rounded fighter everywhere, and and I know that I'm a well-rounded fighter everywhere, too. So, I mean, wherever the fight goes, I'm comfortable. If we uh, stand and bang and she stands in the pocket and doesn't run away, then we'll do that. If she wants to go to the ground or fight me in the clinch, we'll do that, too. So, um, you know, you you got to believe in yourself and you got to be comfortable wherever the fight goes, and you got to be a well-rounded mixed martial artist. And so I'm confident uh, no matter where the fight goes that I'll be able to fight anywhere. How much did it change when you moved to uh, Chicago? Did your routine change? You, obviously, you had to change camps. I mean, how was that for you? Um, it was more of a routine. It was more of like, okay, every single day is a set practice. You know exactly where you're going at what time and uh, how many times in training sessions a day. So it was a lot more organized for me. And uh, this is my third training camp in Chicago. So I, I love Chicago, and uh, and it's a great atmosphere. It's a it's a great positive energy, and I think that um, that's that's where I'm going to be staying for a while for sure. And your jujitsu coach, who's a, a Hicks and Gracie black belt, can, can you give me his name again, real quick? Luis Claudio. Yeah. Oh man, let me tell you, I, I was watching the Road to the Octagon, and I really, uh, I really like the stuff that he's showing you. First of all, very, just very uh, functional for the fight, and uh, he looks like a, a a great coach. He really does. It looks like you guys have a he's- nice bond. He's a beast. Yeah, I call him my pie. He's like uh, my dad. In the last uh, two camps, he's allowed me to stay in his house and live with him and his wife and his two kids. And so they they treat me like a daughter, and I treat them like my you know um, my secondary mom and dad. And so they're awesome. They they've always welcomed and embraced me, and we have a really good uh, dynamic, a really good relationship over there. So it's it's really fun to train with him, and he's so knowledgeable. And uh, it's it's really an honor to to get to train under him. I I love that guy. He's he's awesome. And now is he ranking you? What belt are you now in um, jujitsu? Because I love the way oh, you use your. I'm jiu-jitsu. a blue belt. I just got my blue belt from him. Oh, so this is now when you're like, uh, like in the off season. Are you putting on the gi at all, or? Um, yeah. So I just got my blue belt in uh, um, November. Um, I've never been formally trained in a gi, so I've always just submission wrestled and kind of uh, just scrambled and scrapped um, back in Spokane. So um, it's a lot different to put the gi on and actually learn, you know, the moves. And it's tightened up my game quite a bit. And uh, I, I will put the gi back on after this fight for sure. So now that I have like more time. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, what do you think? Obviously, you can never look by the person you're fighting. You know, Shevchenko is very tough. Uh, do you see it, the winner of this fight? Uh, should be next in line to fight for the uh, belt? Oh, I hope so. I hope so. I think that it's kind of crazy that she wants to uh, run to a different division when she hasn't cleaned out her own division yet. So um, I think that uh, it's definitely time for a title shot for the winner of this fight, for sure. And people were telling you that you were scared to take this fight? I think it's funny that uh, she she called me out and she said that I was trying to escape the fight from her and everything like that. It had absolutely nothing to do with her and everything to do with the fact that the champ had said that she would uh, fight me publicly on Twitter and um, in interviews that she would fight me because Ronda wasn't coming back. So it was like, why would I fight you when I can just fight for the title instead, you know? And so then they told me that Ronda was coming back and so that she would be waiting uh, to fight noons and so that that title shot would not be available to me. So it was in that moment that I said, 
said, okay, well, I want to fight the next best. I want to fight the best in the world. And if Valentina's ranked ahead of me, then that's the fight that I want, especially since she called me out. I fear no woman that walks at 135 pounds, and uh, I'll fight anyone, anytime, anywhere, any place. And you also seem ready to fight someone at 145 pounds. You've been kind of... Uh you don't seem to have a whole lot of regard for Holly Holm, uh, calling her the Buster Douglas of uh, MMA. Which oh, is my. Kind of, I don't think you mean that in a complimentary way. Uh, what is it about Holly that uh, makes you say that? No, nothing. I, You know, I respect all the athletes that get in the cage, and I respect, you know, her game and everything like that. I just think that, uh, you know, she she kind of got uh, propped up to be even in her boxing um career as this you know unstoppable chick you know but it's it's just kind of you're you're competing in a division when there's not really anybody else out there that is you know worth a crap you know what i mean so it's kind of like it's kind of like you know 17 time muay thai world champion of this gym and then of that gym and then this gym and then all combined you're a 17 time muay thai world champion it's like these girls haven't faced anybody like me before. They've not faced a, a girl that is going to put the pressure on you as much as, as uh, I do in my fights. And so I feel like they, they get a lot of media hype. They get a lot of attention in the media and they get, you know, propped up on this pedestal to be this unstoppable force. But, you know, she's coming off of two losses and she gets to fight for a title again for what, the third time, you know, I've beat everybody and I can't even get close to a title shot. I, I'm ready to get a crack at the title. <laughs> to beat these these girls that are in front of me that are standing in my way. And, and getting a title shot will be a consequence of all of the fights and the hurdles and the mountains that I've had to overcome in order to get there. Well, Juliana, do you think that possibly, you might have just said it, that her moving up in weight uh, to have this brand new uh, uh, you know weight class is her way because she just wanted another title shot? You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't really know what their plan is. I just think that they kind of created a division around, you know, Chris Cyborg. And now that she's tested positive again, they're kind of just scratching their heads. Like, what are we even going to do with this division? You know, what what this is kind of like a turning into a zoo. So I think that, um, you know, what what I think that maybe they'll probably, I don't know if they're going to even keep the division open or if they're going to close it. I don't know if they're going to open up more weight classes, but none of that is any of my business. That's on the company. What I'm concerned with is getting that belt at 135 pounds and that's been my main goal, my main focus from day one since Dana White allowed women into the UFC. That's all I've been eyeing, and that's all I want, and that's all I think about. So, you know, um, all that other stuff is fluff, but right now my, my eyes are on Valentina, and I'm ready to fight her on Saturday night. Well, you should be confident. You really should. I mean, you're unbeaten in the UFC, and you got to be thinking, uh, what the hell do I got to do to get a title shot? <laughs> I mean, you yeah. take care of Valentina. I mean, there, there should be really no denying you yeah. at this point. You know, I, I just think that if you're not confident, you're in the wrong business. I have a strong heart, a strong mind, a strong determination. I'm very much a driven girl, and I trust in my dream. You know, I, I'm given into the madness that, that tells me that, um, you know, impossible is possible, and I believe in myself, and I think that that's the most important thing is that I just literally have a, a, a hard mentality in the sense that I'm not literally going to stop. You know, I'm not going to stop until you literally um, – rip my heart out of my chest and that's what you're going to have to do in order to get me to quit. Juliana's firing me up, man. Well, I, well and obviously when you, when you fought uh, Kadzangano, uh, she really had you on your back for quite a while, uh, but you still outstruck her something like 50 to 20. So you seem comfortable uh, being on the bottom. Yeah, man, I'll fight anywhere, you know. Um, I, I literally will. I will... Uh, I thought that she was going to stand and bang because everyone's like, oh, her Muay Thai is so amazing and all this stuff. So I thought we were going to, you know, get in the pocket and trade a little bit. And she kind of used my own game plan against me and bull rushed me and threw me on my dome. So props to her for getting the throw. But what can you do after that? You know what I mean? And she wasn't able to control me. And I was able to uh, to um, edge out the win and to control her and dominate her. 
as opposed to everyone thinking that she was just going to blow me out. So I think that, you know, a lot of people underestimate me and they never want to give me credit for any of my fights and they want to talk a lot of crap. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm winning my fights and I am, you know, the force to be reckoned with in the 135 pound division. Like I've been saying all along, I'm a nightmare matchup for any of these girls. And, uh, you know, I'm going to wear them like a wet blanket and that makes them very frustrated to implement their game plan. Well, you accurately predicted uh, the outcome of Amanda and Rhonda, and uh, you said you thought that she would knock her out again. And what made you think that? What made you see that so clearly before it happened? Um, I, I think that, you know, anybody can see, you know, I, I, I'm mostly trying to uh, have some banter at Holly, you know, but at the same time, you have to give her credit for being able to implement the game plan against Rhonda, and that's keep her away at a distance and punch her in the face because she don't like that, and she's not allowed to get hit in sparring, and these girls have to sign these waivers to say, you know, that we never hit Rhonda, and we'll never talk about this type of training ever, and, and all this stuff, you know, she's not really... She's not really taking the toll in a fight camp of getting punched in the face legitimately, so she doesn't really know what that feels like. And I think that Holly um, demonstrated that when she kept her at a distance and was able to, you know, use her footwork and, and just keep continuing to punch her in the face. So I knew that that was exactly what was going to happen with Amanda Nunes. She's a very long and lanky fighter, and if you can keep her at a distance and not let her, you know, throw you, then you, then you're probably good. And so I had predicted that she was going to knock her out, and that's exactly what happened. So. Well, that makes a lot of sense. How long have they had to sign these waivers? Is that a new thing, or is that one of those things where she just didn't like being hit? I just think that it's one of those things where it's like you got to protect, you got to protect the fighter and make sure that she doesn't get hurt before the fight, you know. And and they want to, you know, she's a, she's a superstar, and they don't want to see her get any damage. So it's like whenever the girls would go hard on her, whenever they'd come forward and start, you know, banging it out on her, they tell them, hey, knock it off, you know, stop it, don't don't hit her so hard, and then sign this waiver and say that you were never here and that you never punched her, and don't ever talk about how well you did in training and stuff like that because you have to sign on this dotted line or else we'll sue you for a million dollars. You know what I mean? It's, Oh, okay. So they, they, they sorry to interrupt they you. They, they didn't want it to be known that she was like that. Maybe somebody in, in sparring was uh, having great success against her uh, standing up. Correct. I like that, Juliana. She pulls. I never no heard that before. She I love pulls Juliana. no punches, Juliana. I, I never heard I that like before. It. But it is interesting when you see somebody because I guess you have to get hit uh, hit a certain amount in yeah. sparring. And when you see someone who hits as hard as Amanda, like I don't know how you prepare to get punched that hard. But you have no, to, you know, but, you, but long, like like uh, my striking coach Ray Longo says, you need a little bit of that shock treatment. If you're not used to getting touched, it'll show. And I think that's what Juliana's kind of pointing out. Yeah, but I didn't know that there were waivers signed, right, I, Juliana? Yeah, well, I just think you know, I'm not trying to say that you need to go get your ba- brains beat in every right. single day, <laughs> live spar every single day. You of know what I mean? Not. But you definitely need a live look, and you have to go live and uh, hit those real um, shots in order to to be prepared for that. You know, and, and clearly, getting punched in the face has never been my problem. So I, I'm I'm used to getting punched. You know, I sometimes I I punch myself in the face before the fight, thinking this chick is not going to punch me harder than I can punch myself right now. And uh, you know, I know that I'm ready for war, and so I think that you got to be used to taking those shots. you got to realize that you're going to get hit in there. And if you're not comfortable with getting hit, then you're going to get lit up. And I think that that was the case for her. But, you know, um, like I said, I, I respect all the athletes that get in there and props to these girls and, and men that go put it out on the line for everybody to watch and to criticize and be the, you know, Monday night quarterback armchair heroes that are sitting there being able to pick apart your every move. You know, what we do is very hard. <clears throat> and what we dedicate ourselves and our bodies and our, our lives to do for the entertainment of others is something that not a lot of people can do. So, you know, every dog has its day and one day you're on top of the world and the next day the world's on top of you. And, and there's a very fine line with ego. So you got to be careful because if you're not going to humble yourself in this sport, this sport will humble you. So you got to be careful in there and you got to realize that, you know, every single opponent that you face is very dangerous. Every single one of them. 
Well, it was. Uh, I, I, we're hearing that it might have been Raquel Pennington who uh, f- who uh, sparred with Ronda and had to sign an NDA, the non disclosure agreement. Now, just to play devil's advocate, could it be that you know when you when you sign the NDA, it's like you're not giving away the strategy or something that they're trying to employ. You're not running across the street and telling the other person. Could that be the purpose of the NDA? I don't know. You guys claim that you didn't know anything about it, and now you're naming names. No, 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 no. I, I mean, I, our producer looked it up and just held up a sign. That, that, I, I ah, Juliana. Hey, listen. <laughs> no, I would never lie to you. I Juli- literally have never heard it. And our producer looked it up, and he just held up. The, I heard it was hey, Raquel Pennington, so that's why I'm asking you. We're friends, Juliana. Yeah. <laughs> but I love it. I love that you're, you're feisty. You got it. Listen, you're about to fight in the cage. You should be. But it, it, <laughs> I'm just curious if it's a possibility. I literally never heard this until you said it. And uh, now that uh, he showed me that, I want to know if that could be a possibility. That's great. I think that they're just trying to make sure that they keep her as an untarnished, you know, unbeatable force. And so they don't want anything leaking out the fact that, you know, she got lit up in sparring. Okay. You might be right. Hey, man. Listen, I like it. I like that she's outspoken. But I I can also tell you'd be very difficult to argue with. I would would really not enjoy Jimmy, you better watch your mouth, Jimmy. Do you know who you're even talking to? Yes, I do. All right. I'm very aware. Be careful. And you know who's safe now? The fucking producer who held up the thing and made me look bad. Damn it. Thank you, Chris. I'm not pissing her off. Hey, are you still, (laughs) you moved to Chicago. Are you dating a a police officer? Does he train as well? He does. He's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Oh, he is? Okay. I think that helps. If you're dating someone who can fight this well, it helps to be able to do it. You know, do you guys train? He's not a fighter. He just likes to practice jiu-jitsu. He loves jiu-jitsu and he's been doing it for for a really long time. So, you know, he's got a career. He can't be going out there and competing and getting, you know, tore up by these guys that are, you know, dedicating their whole entire day, day in and day out, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all week long to jiu-jitsu. You know, he's got a career that he has to, you know, he's got to serve and protect the community. So he's a black belt. He trains jiu-jitsu and uh, he loves it. He's passionate about uh, the martial art and uh, I love that about him but that's got in that line of work that's a tough line of work and you're you're, a lot of times you're dealing with people physically jujitsu comes in very handy i'm sure you know, when you oh, yeah, to... and it has for him, too, definitely. He's had to wrist lock a few people, you know, and then the other <laughs> cops are like, let let him handle it. Give it to give it to that guy. He knows what he's <laughs> doing. So he always is that type of person who's very hands-on if, if need be. Well, that's also the disadvantage, too. It's like being the biggest guy, like the biggest cop. They all just kind of go, all right, well, he'll take care of it. And you're like, what the fuck? Always me? It's well, great. he gets a lot of respect in the game. I think that he's a very good cop, and, and a lot of his uh, people that have to deal with him, like the bad guys, are always like, thanks, man. Thanks for being cool. You're a cool cop, you know? So I love that about him. He's a good guy. You know, I'm afraid of heights, too, and, and I've gone to Chicago. Have you been to the top of the Willis Tower? Um, I don't know what that is, but I've been to the Signature Room, and that was really, really high up. The Willis Tower, it used to be the Sears Tower, or it's called the Willis Building, and when you go up, it's, it's taller than the Hancock Building. And they have these glass things that stick out, so you can actually walk out on this in this little glass extension, and you look down about eleven hundred feet with glass under your foot. Yeah, wow. I've <laughs> seen pictures, but I haven't had a chance to like enjoy anything because I've just been so focused on the fight. It's like every single day is training. I go from gym to home, home to gym, eat, sleep, gym, home, home, sleep, eat, repeat, rinse and recycle, and, and do it all over again. So when I get back to the city, I'll have a lot more time to um, you know actually enjoy the city and what it offers and stuff like that. And I'll definitely check that building out. So basically, I'm a dumbass. I just basically asked a stupid question. She's like looking for a title fight, and I'm like, did you go on the Ferris wheel? <laughs> question <laughs> i apologize no it's time to go to work i'm working well good luck i actually would love to see you fight amanda for a title you have to get through valentina shevchenko first and i know you know how tough she is and she's a very very difficult fight 
But uh, you seem uh, ready, and you seem like you are looking forward to this. I'm so ready. You guys can expect a knockout, drag-out fight. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be messy. And uh, I personally wouldn't have it any other way. I'm a real fighter at heart and uh, in my mind, and, and I'm ready to go to war, and, and I'm ready to die. So I'm ready. All right. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you fight, and good luck. And if it goes the way you want it to, and if you win this fight, then I would love to see you get a shot at the title. I appreciate that, you guys. Take it easy. All right, Juliana. Take care. Take care, Juliana. Bye-bye. Right. Wow, I never heard that about Rana before. That was fast. I guess it's out there if you looked it up and found it. Yeah, I guess. it was apparently an interview with uh, Raquel Pennington. They asked her about like how the sparring went with Rana, and she's like, "I can't really talk about it. I signed." Yeah, hey, listen. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Yeah, but the well, fact I, I see she's entitled to her opinion on why that well, is. I mean, you made a good point, also. But hey, listen. Was Raquel uh, Juliana was in the uh, the house? Correct. Yeah, they were on the same season. Well, that's what yeah. I'm asking. Yeah. And that was when Misha was coaching. Right. So could it have been? That when Raquel f- was uh, sparring with Ronda, Misha and Ronda were going to fight after this. W- which team was she on? I think they oh, were. Raquel on was on Misha's team. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so maybe the NDA was do not talk to your new I coach mean, about what you learned in sparring listen, with Ronda. Am could, I crazy, or is it after I that? Could, I don't know. Could what be I'm a million. About. Dick, no, no, it, it makes sense. There could be a million what ifs, but uh, she's got it pegged for. She's thinking she has it pegged for what she, she might said, be right. You know? I'm just a boy, just questioning. No, hey, listen. I'm a I mean, sweet boy, some would say. Yeah, well, I, this was way after that they sparred. They, they met in New York. <clears throat> in the interview, I was looking at the interview, it was on ESPN, okay. where they asked, Raquel said that she ran into Rhonda, obviously, in New York, and she asked if she wanted to come spar with her, and she said, sure. After the house. And, well, after. Okay, yeah, so maybe so. Uh, Juliana's reason is correct. I never heard Who that knows, before. Yeah. She's fighting. Well, Juliana, oh, she looks fucking she ready to right. fight, dude. Oh, oh man, the best. Well, you guys good. claim to not have heard that, and then you're saying this shit. Oh. She's like Pesci. I'm not <laughs> fucking with you. <laughs> oh, she's that was awesome. great. I listen. That's I like it, man. I like you. You claim not to know. You claim not to know anything, and you're quoting the. the no, the but you know what? In fairness, that did sound like a bullshit interviewer thing to do. Like yeah. you ask questions, you've heard. I had a thing with a car dealership <laughs> recently, where the guy's like, "I'm not familiar with what you're talking about," but then I mentioned a couple things, and then all of a sudden he's an expert on my case. I'm like, "What the fuck? You act like you didn't." So uh, <sighs> yeah, sleazy car sounds oh, great. Juliana Pena's gonna <laughs> smack me in the face. Oh, all right, I'll read shoot. this one in a second. I have to tinkle. Yeah, let's uh, tinkle. You're listening to UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Serra. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans proudly supports UFC Unfiltered. When it comes to the big decision of choosing a mortgage lender, it's important to work with someone you can trust who has your best interest in mind. And with Rocket Mortgage, you'll get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. Don't waste time searching through stacks of paperwork. With Rocket Mortgage, you can securely share your financial info to get mortgage approval in minutes. You can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you get the mortgage solution that's right for you. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance your existing mortgage, you can lift the burden of getting a home loan with Rocket Mortgage. Skip the bank, skip the waiting, and go completely online at quickenloans.com unfiltered. That's Q-U-I-C-K-E-N loans.com slash unfiltered an equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states nmls consumer access.org number 3030 i don't want to kiss matt oh sorry we're back sometimes when we come back <laughs> matt plants one on my forehead all right guys uh, i told you i was going to do a read i'm going to do a read we did take a quick tinkle oh yes and we rushed this is how you know a read's coming but i'm actually happy to do this one not that i wasn't happy to do the other one 
But I tend to like the products Talk on me. UFC Unfiltered. Look, man, are you in between jobs? You're looking to earn some extra money? Of course you are. If you're in between jobs, unless you're independently wealthy, and you're probably not, you're looking to earn some money. You want to get an extra $500 bonus? Well, we got a gig for you. Sit down. Get the bags, Norton. I'm rich. <laughs> Lyft, L-Y-F-T, is a tremendous ride-sharing app. And they let you be your own boss, pick your own hours, and earn up to 1500 bucks a week driving your own car. There's other ride-sharing apps out there, but Lyft treats their drivers right, which there's a commercial in their right. They, it keeps the drivers happier. You know, a dri- driver who's treated properly is a much happier and more efficient and better driver. It's a flexible way to make extra money anytime from nearly anywhere. All you need is a car and a head. You have to have a head and a car. You can drive mornings. Nights, weekends, just flip into driver mode, start making money. Lyft drivers can make up to 35 bucks an hour, and getting started is just a tap away. Plus, Lyft drivers earn tips right through the app, and those really do add up fast. And you don't have to wait days or weeks to get paid. You can cash out instantly once you've made $50 thanks to Express Pay. It all adds up. Driving with Lyft is super flexible. It allows you to keep 100% of your tips. Not pulling them with other lousy drivers. 100% of your tips are yours. And it's always there when you need the extra cash. Maybe you're an actor. Maybe you're a comedian. Uh, I'm a comedian, believe it or not. You'd never know that to listen to this podcast. But, you know, maybe you are, you, you're performing. You have auditions. I know a lot of actors and a lot of comics and a lot of performers who literally will go on auditions. You know what they do? Flip it off. Not working right now. And then you're done when you don't get the audition because you're not a great actor. Obviously. You flip it back on and you start making money again. After you bomb on your audition, which I've done many times. Yeah. Oh, boy, have I bombed on Yeah. Oh. I wish I had a lift car to go back into and flip it on and start making money. I didn't. I walked home broke. And depressed? Yes. <laughs> Sign up today at Lyft. L-Y-F-T dot com slash unfiltered. Right now, Lyft has a special offer for our listeners. You're going to get a $500 new driver bonus after you complete 100 rides within 30 days. That's pretty impressive. So you have to prove that you're genuine. I mean, you can't just you know, put your name down and get 500 bucks. That's ridiculous. Do 100 rides in 30 days and you get a $500 bonus for being a new driver. That's pretty amazing. $500? Yes, phenomenal. Oh my LYFT.com slash unfiltered today and you can start making extra money and get your $500 new driver bonus. Limited time only and reservations do apply. LYFT.com slash unfiltered. And uh, I think Matt and I might both have to head over there right after this podcast because they're not paying us a lot of money to do this. What? Exactly. Is <laughs> <laughs> the cowboy on the phone? Yeah, oh, yeah. let's talk to Cowboy. Let's see what he's up to. Fighting uh, Jorge Masvidal. It's an amazing, amazing fight. Yes, it is. I wish, I wish people, if they don't know, it's time to go to UFC Fight Pass and check out Jorge Masvidal and some of his fights because the dude's exciting. and Tremendous he can, left it, jab, yeah. He could do it all and... Uh, and, you know, it's, a, it's like I said before about certain guys. He's a guy that enjoys, he enjoys the fight itself. And that's something that is, uh, that's yeah. what you want. Number five against number 12. Yeah, man, but let me tell you, I know the rankings are the rankings, but you could put this guy with anybody oh, in the yeah. top 10 and he could and he could beat him. Or he could, you know, or it's a it's just the fight, you know. Yeah, and I know some people you know might not be picking Cowboy, but I, I, I do think uh, it's hard to me to pick against him. Yeah. I think he's going to win this fight. Yeah, well, you probably feel you know him more, too. Cause he's been you're right, and, and I also, I know, I know, Matt's you right. Know. I'm an idiot. No, you're not. Listen. No, but I pick the guys I definitely like. Definitely not an idiot them. for picking him. I mean, the guy's, you know, proven to be a monster. 
you know? Yeah. But, you know, I, I look at this other guy as, holy shit, man. I, th- I love this matchup. Yeah, I, really I do, do too. I do too. Maybe he'll tell me to fuck off like Julia uh, Pena did. Oh, does she not take any shit? I want to uh, see her in Cowboy fight. Uh, I don't listen. She was... She was She's funny. ferocious. That fight against Kat, <laughs> she was on her back for such a long time and just literally nah, outscoring her from yeah, the bottom. She's she, dangerous, man. She could have cared less, man. She's, I told you, some of those people, those, 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 some fighters, man. Yeah. See, I would ask for a piece of that, but I'm going to be like, he's pointing at my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy pulled out of some gum. I, I normally don't chew cinnamon gum because my ex-girlfriend said that cinnamon gum smells like a body odor. In general. Really? And then she always scarred me. Yeah. So I'm like, does it? What did her balls smell like? <laughs> they weren't bad, actually. She was always freshly showered, and she'd give the old kid a teabagging. Good call. Hey, cowboy, what's going on, buddy? Hello? Oh, no, not yet, Chris Medusa? <laughs> no. uh, we, we don't have... We'll Chris, you off, the, you off the mark today? What's going on? Wait a minute. I have two missed calls. Chris called me. You're dialing the wrong number. That's your problem. <laughs> oh, shit. How was your honeymoon, by the way? I'm not married. Oh, I was talking to oh, Chris, Chris sorry. Okay. For, uh, you know, it was once. nice. We had a nice time. We relaxed. When we're, uh, and you were, you we were, were in the Bahamas. Where'd you, oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, it was so nice. So your ceremony was a big one or a small one that we weren't invited to? It was pretty big. Uh, uh, it was pretty big. I didn't want to put you guys on the spot like that, you know? Yeah, and I, yeah, and I, I understand. We I just, had we don't, something going on anyway. But, yeah, me right. too. I was busy. Yeah. I had another wedding. <laughs> My uh, radio producer. My good friend. So that's kind of cool, man. And... uh you you did you cry? No, I didn't cry. A couple. Days, I mean, you know, I'm sure you, she did. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. The you tear up do. a little bit maybe during some of like the speeches and whatever. You know, there's nice moments. Dude, I will beat you to death with this microphone if you fucking tell me you're crying during. Come on, but did you have to write your own vows? <laughs> Could you not? Don't play into this. Don't, Chris. I might have to save you because <laughs> when you write your own vows, I can see it because you're saying. Listen, I'll cry about shit. my kids, right. but don't be. You get no, that married. I didn't want to do. I wanted to just do like a regular, you know, love, honor, and cherish. That's easy. If you're starting to get teared up, wait till you see the birth of your kid. You can be like. My friend Bill Burr just had a daughter. Ooh. Do you know Bill Burr? I not great comedian. Not personally, but him, his wife Nia had a kid. Adorable yeah. kid. She Bill sent me a picture. She's like a week old. Yeah, so cute. Kind of makes me want a kid. Like I'm at that age. I'm 48. Oh, listen. I don't even know if I could anymore. I think my cum just falls out on the floor. <laughs> yeah. It's like dust. <laughs> but Bill's like my age, and he, he's like oh, a wow. new dad. That's now, his what first does he thing. think of that, though? Now, yeah, he said he's ecstatic. No, it's no. Listen, I, I've been there, and, and I know how beautiful it is. But, but it makes uh, me kind of him and Bobby Kelly, all my friends, these comedians yeah. I know. They and they do, but kids. they're both doing it a little older. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, but listen, older. when that kid goes to um, graduates high school, the guy's he's Bill's gonna be seventy. Be an old dad. I'm not being a dick. I'm no, just no, saying life it's... expectancy for people now is older than it used to be. Oh, and comedians also look, dude. We have a long. We're either dead by thirty or we live to our ninety six. That's you know, interesting because you're getting it all out. You're fucking making fun of things. You're laughing. I think it really does help uh, you. That might help me. Yeah. No, I'm not a comedian, but, no, I'm but you laugh I am venting a lot. You have a good time. Yeah. So congratulations to the great Bill Burr. I was getting attacked recently. By who? <laughs> who attacked you? See, I don't look on who forums atta- and stuff. One of my one of my buddies, uh, you know, he'll send me something. Oh, sorry, something- cowboy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! And it was uh, I say listen too much. Every time I say listen, it could be like a li- it could be like a drinking game. Because Matt wants to say shut up, but he's a nice guy, so he says listen. Yeah. Matt wants listen. to go shut up. Some, sometimes I'll just like start like hey, listen. That's okay. Eh, listen, I don't mind. I don't think it's bad. I never noticed it. I know is it that time. annoying? No, I never honestly you never know? noticed it. No. And then there's some things I just can't change, so people just might not like me. Like what? Well, like sometimes I mess up a word, I'll bark. Oh, it I might know. not be normal for a. 42 year old man to bark or I disagree or just go and, and it might be weird it's but okay. I, I mean listen I I me, make noises listen, when we're I not, I'm words. not saying listen we're not perfect no I think what's nice about me and you is we know that we're not perfect absolutely we acknowledge it 
And we're honest about it. You you make a barking noise whenever I mess up a word. You guys might have noticed. I'll say a word wrong, and then I'll just go. I like that though. That's <laughs> you funny. Do do that. Yeah, that yeah. could be annoying for somebody. It's not annoying for me. No, why would it be? It's charming. Yeah. I know. Do you like me? I love you. I like you too, Jimmy. Uh, all right, Chris. But uh, anyway, <laughs> no. The reason I, I what ru- you think about me too. Chris. The reason I was rubbing my face it was What's not out of boredom. I was literally just talk to me. Looking about, I, I don't understand this. Gilbert Melendez, uh, he's oh. talking about a potential move to featherweight because he wants another run at the title. Yes. I'm trying to slim up, diet, lose this fat around my belly. Jesus, I think I wrote this uh, a little <laughs> bit more and really maximize. I eat a lot of pretzels. Oh, that's Jim Norton. Once I get to that point, which will be in the next few weeks, I'll be able to make that jump and make a big decision. At this point, you know, I know you want to lose belly fat and that's human yeah. and... But like as you get older, isn't it harder to lose weight? For me, it is. But hey, listen, I'm gonna just mess facts up for no reason. Some people, as they get older, they shrink. Now, I guess that's when you're really old. Yeah, when you're 80. Okay, I'm wrong with that. Your back, your bones yeah. get all brittle and shit. You're looking like your necks, like you got, like you got like a hump back. Hunch, yeah, a hump back, hunchback. You don't hump. shrink at 34. <laughs> got a hump on your back. Yeah, I guess yeah. you don't. That happens too. Osteoporosis. That's good because I don't want to get any shorter. Oh, you're not gonna get any shorter. I'm fucking five six. You get a big heart. I do have a big. Have heart. you always been five six? I haven't been taller, I don't think. Well, I think I'm five six and a half, but you can't say that half because that's pathetic. No, I, I, but I do too. I'm five yeah. six and a half as well. How old are you? Five seven. Hey, listen, is this guy coming? Who do you think is going to? By the way, who do you think is going to replace? <laughs> who do you think should replace Mike Goldberg? Oh, Anik, who, do, who do they have? I mean, I don't, who do they have? Like, there's nobody, but well, I, I don't know. What do you think? Not so much. I, they got. They had this plenty. Of, I mean, when I say plenty of Brian guys, Stan? anybody from listen. Like guys, well, I mean, because he, like, he's fighting, so, like, so he can't do it all the time. But you get, yeah, I was going to say, Brian Stan good. is awesome. I love Brian Stan. Yeah, he's great. They're but all also, good, you got to see how they, they, the chemistry is. With it's Joe? all about chemistry with Joe. So I think that's what it comes down to, the chemistry with that. But that, you I never like heard stuff behind the gold. scenes or no? What's that? Do you think they're going over stuff behind the scenes? Meaning, like, do you think they're watching another fight and doing it, not as a rehearsal, but just to see how they feel together? Like maybe they're taking a, another fight, for, an old fight, and then just commenting on it together just to see how they feel talking. Oh, like, like a little audition type thing, and, and I don't even say an audition, but like literally, just like a screen test, almost just for internal, like, but not a fight that Joe has done already. I don't know, or maybe watching I, fight night fights and doing. They that. might just. I, I, Dana sounded like he had somebody in mind. Man. He did. I don't know, right? I mean, well, I've been getting calls. I don't want to say anything. Oh, I might be the guy. You might be the guy. You I don't want to say anything. All right, don't don't leave me. I need this gig. I'll be sitting here with your buddy Bob Kelly. They didn't like my Bob no, Kelly on here because you know how Goldberg would do this great thing where he would go, "Here we go." Yeah, I have to change that. What are you going to say? Um, woo! Looks like we're starting. Is that good? I don't think that's going to go. All right, maybe thing. not. Listen, maybe I it's had me. it's. I thought like it's time, but like no, but no, 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 Bruce no, does. That, yes, yeah, he does that. Bruce, Buffer. like that's stepping on Bruce's. Definitely stepping on his toes. You got to come up with uh, something original. Um. Yippee! Uh, fight time. I like that. No, How about good. this? Uh, <laughs> fisticuffs will commence now. Yeah, they, again, I think we're no. striking. I think we're striking out. horribly, <laughs> terribly. All right, we're gonna cut out. Uh, Cowboy <laughs> did not call in today, but I, I think something got crossed signals. He might be duck hunting. You saw the the, the road to the octagon. I don't. Even, well, I didn't know if this one. He maybe he didn't even know he had to call. Like sometimes the people don't give you the message, so you don't know. Well, don't so. Don't make excuses for him. Well, I don't know. I just don't want to say he didn't call. I'm not sure. I mean, listen, I'm not I'm not walking out of here with a bad taste in my mouth, but I just know I'm rooting for Jorge. 
<laughs> Hoy didn't keep us. He took time from his road work and he did a nice 10 minute interview or whatever. I got to pull for Cowboy still because I won't blame yeah. him for this. Because again, man, I don't think he would. He has called in and he's coming. Yeah. So has he come in with us or no? I've just had him. Yeah, he was in here with he was. Uh, yeah, I thought so. Wonder Boy and Frankie. Though. Yeah. Really? So he, he very well may not have gotten the message or they may have told him a different. They may have told him, hey, you got to call in at one o'clock. Maybe they didn't tell him the West Coast time. This shit happens. It gets lost in translation. Listen, Look at me, the codependent wife. He I, didn't mean to drink again. I know you like him. <laughs> I do like I him. I know, but me and you have been staring at the wall for the last 15 minutes. And uh, I got to get back to Strong Island. Yeah, you do. You got to get back to uh, tussling with one of your women. I don't know what you're doing today. Why are you still using air quotes? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I, I got a delivery coming. Yeah, I bet. What oh, is it? Well, no, no, that's what, that's what I say when they're standing around. Oh, okay, no. no. <laughs> I'm kidding. I was kidding. I'm here. But listen... Thank you to Juliana Pena. You are awesome. And ferocious. I love her, in the man. Interview. She really is great. She's about to bite somebody's head off. And in the break, we went to Tinkle. Uh, yes. was it, who pointed out, was it Chris, was it you? Or Matt, that she might have listened to the podcast because she said, calling me in? Yeah, she, I, I, that might be, I didn't catch that. I caught it. So I think she uh, is a fan of the show. Well, I hope she is because we are definitely fans of her. And, uh, and good luck in this fight. I want to see, not that I don't like Valentina. I like her, Matt. She's a sweetheart. She's a great, great fighter. But... Uh, I want to see Juliana Amanda. Hey, then again, I very rarely get what I want because I wanted Cowboy and look what happened. And again, listen, and I'm going to be there. I'll be in Colorado. So if anybody's listening and they want to come up to me and say, hey, I love the podcast, I'll say, hey, me too. Not just because I'm on it, but thank you. So I'll be out there. I'll be out there with my buddy uh, Aljo Sterling, you know, and uh, I'm going to be cornering him versus fight versus uh, Rafael Sensal. And uh, hey, listen, man, I'm looking forward to this weekend. Normally I tell you I'll be at home watching it. On my 75-inch, like a yeah. pimp. But I will be there with Ray Longo, with our, with our buddy, Funk Master. And listen, I, I the, the, the again, the card alone is amazing. You got fr your buddy Francis fighting, who, you're, who you love to watch fight. Francis. Uh, Ngano. Yes. Fighting Andre Arlovsky. Yes. It's a great fight. It's a great fight. Oh, how about I look at this just now? Uh the Alex uh Alex uh, Oliver? No, 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 no. Alex uh, Caceres. Yes, is fighting also. Yes, How about I just found that out now? I love when I get a little surprised like that. It makes me happy. I love when you feel surprised. Ah, yo, stop. Um, and again, Donald Cerrone versus Jorge Masvidal. And, you know, Juliana is on a mission. Yes, she she takes out Valentina. She there's no, there should be no denying her attack. I think Amanda should fight the winner of this fight. I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, Amanda doesn't have another fight lined up. She's kind of just hanging out with. Do I want to fight Holly? Here's what Amanda's gonna do. She's gonna hang out and be a badass, and then fight the winner of this fight. That's what I say, and that's what I want to see. Well, we got a lot of stuff to look forward to, buddy. I will talk to you. I'll text you from Denver. No, I'm not gonna. Ah, text me on the way home today. I All love right. talking. To Facetime Matt. later. High yeah. five. Goodbye. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs> we're at... And listen, I'm going to talk to you when I'm back from Colorado. Yes, you are. All right. I'm sorry to yell at the end. All right. Us. We're out. Bye. This has been a digital media production. Find your voice. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.